now for the Legal Mumble Jumbo. This podcast is based entirely on Frank's own personal opinions and is in no way, shape, or form the opinions or representation of any fire, police, EMS organizations, which he is currently or previously associated or affiliated with. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely his own and do not reflect the views of any aforementioned organization. Please note, the names may have been changed to protect the innocent, the stupid, and the brain dead. first podcast. Um, I am Frank the Lunatic, and just a bit of a legal disclaimer, of course, that I have to state. Uh, The views and opinions that you will hear on this podcast bear no reflection whatsoever to any fire police or EMS organization that I am affiliated or part of or work with. Uh, They are strictly my own views and opinions and anybody else that's on here as well it is their own views and opinions as well with that being said let's get into it uh this is of course my my, uh, first podcast um so today was uh the inauguration of uh president biden Uh, i will admit i did not vote for the man, I just don't believe in what he represents. I just, I, I don't want to say I don't trust him, but in a roundabout way, I don't trust him. Um, personally, my point of view on the whole thing is that I think uh, because of the man's age, he's only going to be in office for like a year and something is going to happen and they're going to find him incompetent. And then Harris is going to take over, and Pelosi, of course, will have more power. But again, that is my own opinion. A couple of things I did take from the uh, inauguration and the speech today. Um, I love the little indirect jabs at things that were going on in the world with uh, former President Trump and him not appearing and things like that. I... uh, I will say it was great to see uh, Vice President, well, now former Vice President Pence there. Um, that, that That's a big plus. The speech itself that he gave, there were some concerns. There were, there were just some things that, that I was taking from it. Um, one of the things is, you know, he keeps talking about the unity, 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 unity. Anyway, a couple, of, you know, takeaways that I had on it, the whole uh, nation divided, and he wants to work on getting us back together. And first of all, it doesn't happen. I don't, I don't care what party you're from. It's impossible for that to ever happen. Um, I mean, because A, we are, first of all, two major parties. You know, we have different incomes, different social areas. There, it, it's impossible it really is impossible to get everybody to come together. Um, I still feel the Democrats and the media help uh, divide this country even more. 
um, social divisions, you know, things they report in the news, the way they report in the news, things. Um, and just for example, you know, they keep bringing up the protest and the uh, BLM protest and, and, and stuff like that. And, and you're always going to have that because the media concentrates on certain things. Um, it, 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 there's always this thing, they always say, oh, it's always about race. Well, you know what? It is always about race, at least in my opinion. Because when you look at media coverage for things, for example, uh, when there is a something like a police shooting of somebody who's unarmed, and it's funny when you do the research, uh, about a month ago, two months ago, I was looking into federal research like statistics, and I was surprised to find out how many people who are not black are shot by the police. And many times tend, tend to be unarmed as well. And the number's actually higher. But the media tends to always emphasize when it is a minority group for some reason. Um, I, I call it my opinion, but I, I don't think it's my opinion. It's more of media fact. Just turn on the news and see what's represented in the news. You never hear on the news that an Asian person was shot when they have been shot by the police when a Mexican person has been shot, when they have been shot by the police, when a white person has been shot, when they in fact have been shot by the police. So as long as the media and the Democrats keep emphasizing this, you're always going to have a divide, at least in my opinion, you're always going to have a divide in regards to it. There's no way you're going to unite the country. You want to say that you want the country united? Okay, we'll crack down on the media. Media should be covering everything. If there is a cop, whether they're black or white, and they shoot someone who is unarmed, whether that person is black, white, Asian, Hispanic, then it should be in the news. Don't just emphasize one particular group. A couple of other things. Of course, he brought up the whole thing about medicine. So here we go with socialized medicine again. Uh, Naturally, as everybody knows, they want to bring back Obamacare, which I'm sorry was a disaster. They say they want to make it better. There's nothing you could do to make it better. There isn't. Unless the government is paying for everything, which they're not. You're not going to make it better. The so-called affordable health care was not affordable at all. It was only affordable if you happen to have been middle class because then you would get these grants that would actually help you pay for the premiums. The deductibles were ridiculous. You know, and again, like all politicians, his speech went on about how they want to improve, quote, improve middle class living, end quote. And I think that's disgusting. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but if you go by guidelines uh, from our own government, IRS guidelines, I believe middle class is if you are making $55,000 a year or more, you're middle class. What about us lower working class? All the people that work in retail, and I'm not even, I'm not talking about managers, okay? I'm not talking about people making 25 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour to be a manager. I'm talking about the people that actually keep these companies going and help make the money for these companies so that these executives get to sit home on the weekends and sit home on holidays and stuff while all the grunt workers are working. Who are the grunt workers? us 
the lower working class person. No politician ever says they want to improve their lives. As a matter of fact, I remember, I think it was during the Obama administration. I, I, I don't remember. I'd actually have to look it up. I remember there being a saying that um, in regards to the lower working class people that enough has been done for them. All these programs and stuff uh, that are out there, that they do enough for uh, people, which I think is, I'm sorry, but I think it's really outrageous that it's even like that. Um, <laughs> it really is. There's, in my opinion, no, you don't do enough for the lower working class people. You don't. And again, going back to unity and stuff like that, uh, Donald Trump, President Trump had a, a phrase, statement that he made when he was leaving today. And he made a semi of a joke saying, you know, good luck to them. And, uh, you know, hopefully they don't raise your taxes. But if they do, I told you so. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's one of the things right off the bat that every uh, Democrat administration tries doing and usually does is they take away the tax incentives incentives uh this time around the tax incentives the tax breaks worked out great for the country um before everything happened with the virus and it's funny they also cracked down on him too saying how the come you know the economy and all this other stuff and the one thing that they the media turns around and says well our unemployment is higher now yes our unemployment's higher now because of the virus before the virus, the unemployment was low. And this thing of saying that when Trump took over, unemployment was only at 5% from Obama. If you look into it, during the Obama administration, one of the policy revamps they did was in regards to the Department of Labor, in regards to uh, statistics. And what they decided was they were no longer counting people that were out of work, whose unemployment benefits expired and they're still out of work. They also were not counting people who's collecting a partial unemployment claim because their hours were reduced. In the government's mind, if you went from full-time and you suddenly were forced down to part-time, you don't count. And this all happened during the Obama administration. So the numbers that they were presenting, of course they were lower. Statistically, it's been shown, a lot of news, major newspapers had shown that our unemployment rates during Obama, I think we had gone as high as like 13% of the country or 15%. I know it was, I'd have to, again, I'd have to look into it. Um, it was a rather high number um, when he was president. But yet they say, oh, the numbers were low when he left. And when, in fact, they weren't because they changed how they analyze everything. They were not counting people. Who lost their unemployment benefits because they were unemployed for six months and the benefits expired and there were no other programs to continue so you they don't consider you unemployed you're just not working literally that's what the pro program defines you as you're not working which is wrong if you were unemployment because you lost your job and your benefits ran out you're still unemployed from that original job I'm sorry, but you should be counted as such. And they weren't counting people like that. So to say that unemployment was, was low during the Obama years was complete bullshit. It really was. You know, just take a look and research all the businesses, that all the companies that went bankrupt 
And some of these are old institutions, retail institutions that on top of local businesses that went bankrupt during the Obama years. Now they want to blame Trump and everything for what happened with businesses now, but that had to do with the virus. You know, they bitched and complained when he wanted to shut things down. He wanted more control of things. And the Democrats went to court and the courts decided, no, the governors have to set their own policies. Well, now you have states and these businesses failing and all these things going wrong. They're blaming the government, saying, oh, Trump didn't do enough. Well, you wouldn't let him do anything regarding it because your governors decided policies. How is it that you have a virus that is killing people the same way across the United States, but every state has a different policy on how they are, first of all, treatment plans, how they treat the virus, uh, and, and different policies on their, you know, restrictions in that. It should be uniform around the country. Why is it in one state you're saying, oh, no, it's okay to do this, but in another state it's not okay? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It really doesn't. Um, anyhow, <laughs> getting back to the speech, um, it, it, there were a couple of other things. You know, yes, you keep emphasizing that history was made, history was made. History is made every time we have an election. I hate to break it to you people. Every time there's an election, history is made. Because a new chapter in our American history, when it comes to politics and government, start up. So history gets made every time. Every time someone gets elected, history is made regardless of their race or anything. Because somebody beat the odds and became... There is nobody that puts their hat in the ring that everybody's going to say, yes, that person's definitely going to become president. It, it, it doesn't happen. You know, any, when you win, you beat the odds. And you won. It's like winning the lottery in a sense. You know, you have, you, you could say you have a 50-50 chance of winning, but you really don't. It depends on the people. Um, I mean, I'm skeptical. I want to see what happens. You know, I'm hoping something positive happens. My One of my biggest fears is that they are going to take away these tax breaks that the companies used, which help create these jobs. The reason why people out there, the reason why people working at McDonald's and stuff making 15 bucks an hour or more than that now is because the companies were given these tax breaks. So a company has to make a certain profit margin. Let's just say it was a 20% profit margin. They always have to make that 20% profit margin to stay afloat and to make money, basically, to, you know, to keep going. You take away the tax breaks, and now that digs into their profits. Well, what do you do? Now you've got to lay people off. Now you're not going to hire. And this is the same thing that happened during the Obama administration when they got rid of Bush tax cuts and they started doing other things with the taxes. This is what hurt businesses. This is why nobody was hiring because companies were still trying to stay afloat. And I do blame company CEOs as well. Um, it is ridiculous that you will cut your little workers so that you can have 85 managers you know, you, you, you cut your workforce down by 500 people, but you still have a whole bunch of managers. Why is that? Too, you know, too many chiefs, basically, that old saying. Um, there should be cutbacks when there's, you know, into CEO salaries and that. There is no reason why a CEO or president of a company or something should be making these ridiculous salaries when they don't even make decisions. That's the best part. Everything gets delegated. The bigger the company, the less 
things that that person in charge of the company, that president or CEO, has to make decisions on because there's more delegation going on. You know, maybe they should cut the salaries. Maybe they should look at their pay structure for the upper management. Maybe they should look at the middle class structure when it comes to pay. Because again, you treat your lower class workers like crap. And nobody, this is what discourages me, even our new president did not say a damn thing about helping the lower working class. You want to unify the country. You want to help the middle class. Well, I hate to break it to you, but you know if you're going to stand by the whole BLM and things like that, guess what? Those people, a large portion of them, are also part of the lower working class. So why don't you do something to help the lives and improve the lives of the, local, the lower working class so we have an opportunity to advance ourselves. We have an opportunity to get out of apartments and actually get into a house. Because I'll tell you what, the Obama administration made it nearly impossible. If you are not middle class, it is so hard to get into a home. It really is. Unless you're making a, a crap ton of money, which in which case you wouldn't be middle class then, it's very hard because of how the Obama administration had changed regulation in regard to credit scores and, and how things are how, how things are done now, the minimum credit scores uh, through the whole banking and finance revamp he did because during the whole housing crisis, Instead of going after these sub-lenders and that, the problem was is that you had lenders that were lending money to people that cannot pay back. And I don't mean that they were bad people. It means the real estate industry also and the fiat banking industry. You know, you took somebody and you turned around and told them, well, you know what? You could afford this $250,000 house because we're going to give you know, a mortgage from this lender and that, you know, with ridiculous interest rates and that. And of course, the people, it turns out the people could not afford the houses because you were selling houses to them that they had no right to even be in. They, they had no place being in because they couldn't afford them. Instead of selling them, trying to get them into houses they can afford. And I blame the real estate industry about uh, regards to that because the same thing still happens today with the real estate industry. Real estate industry is so, so wicked. They really are. I know I'm going off on a whole bunch of different topics here. They're so wicked because, like, you take my area, for example, how they overinflate the prices of houses. These houses that are 40 years old, crackerjack box houses, I call them, because they're old A-frame houses. Hardly any insulation in them, things like that. And they're turning around. They're selling these houses like hotcakes. In my area, 225 houses had been sold in the last, I believe it was like four months something like that, to people from New York that come to the area because people see it as a bargain coming from New York, turning around and spending $180,000, $200,000, $250,000 on this little shitbox house. That really isn't worth that much because when you go to the county records to see how much it's actually assessed at, you find out that $200,000 house in the county's eye and in the state's eye is only worth $60,000. But anyhow... Uh, yes, I'm going off on a tangent a little long for uh, a, a, uh, <laughs> a ranting uh, podcast here. Anyhow, I, I hope you guys do subscribe, anyone that is listening, that you do come back. Um, I can go off on tangents sometimes, but again, I, I think you're also going to find humor in some of it, laughing at my opinion to that as well. So anyhow, that being said, I am... You know, I should emphasize that a little more. How about like this? I am 
Frank the Lunatic. I approve this message, and that, my friends, is all I have to say about that. Do you?